Welcome back to the Founded on Christ podcast. Uh, my name is Curtis, just another disciple of Christ, striving to do what it is the Lord has put in my heart to do. And I'm here with Colleen, and she has a little bit of a, a special podcast today. I'm going to throw it over to her to uh, let everybody know what's going on today. Hey, everyone. Um, today, we have Michelle Stone um, with us. I wanted to... She has a podcast called, well, YouTube podcast. <laughs> yeah, same difference. <laughs> yeah, YouTube podcast um, that's called 132 Problems. Revisiting Re- Mormon Polygamy. Revisiting Mormon Polygamy. Yeah, if you type yeah. in 132 Problems. Yes. Yeah. We'll put a link to the description. Yeah, too. we will. <laughs> um, and I've been listening to her podcast since she pretty much started, which was the beginning of this year, yep. January. Um, and. I got this prompting um, after a few of the uh, episodes that I listened to that I really needed to um, get in touch with Michelle and have her um, share her journey and her testimony and about Christ. So um, anyway, we'll turn the time over to her right now. And if there's any time that we have to jump in or... yeah. We're also mm-hmm. at a park, yeah. so, we'll, so we'll, we should be okay. Yeah, but, uh, there might be background us. noise. So. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear, hear the river right now. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it's very calming and spirit-inducing. <laughs> that's and right. It's bringing you closer to God while you listen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, well, thank you for the invitation and yeah. the request. I um, when, when someone tells me, asks me to tell my story, I... Um, you know, like how many days do we have? Because there are so many yes. chapters and pages and ways we could go with this. But I think um, on the theme of, and I'm sorry, I cry. No <laughs> on problem. The I'll of, be over here crying too. Okay, so. yeah. <laughs> on the theme of being founded on Christ, I love that topic because I do think that that's what it's all about. I think um, I just released an episode today. It's episode 35 on why I stay in the church, and it's talking about the the my personal journey where I am right now and acknowledging the problems in the church. But for me, it's been actually like, you know what? It's okay. Cause there are problems everywhere in every single thing. And the purpose of all of those problems is to give us the opportunity to go deeper and find truth. Yeah. And, um, and so just as I was walking over and kind of pondering one of my favorite scriptures, I looked up again, which is Alma 12. It is given unto many of them of the mysteries of God, yes. you know, and it goes on to say, which interestingly is one of the times, one of the times I was getting in trouble with a bishop, <laughs> <laughs> but probably the most intense, difficult time. He read only um, verse, is that verse nine, I think? And he, he only read that verse and then stopped yeah. and he, and he stopped it. It is given unto many to know the mysteries of God. Nevertheless, they are laid under a strict command that they shall not impart only according to the portion of his word, which he doth grant unto the children of men, according to the heed and diligence, which they give him. And then he stopped to say, see, we can't know the mysteries of God. <laughs> and I was uh, like, please keep going. Yeah, please keep going. And as it continues, and it, it gives this dissertation about having an open heart, right? And receiving more truth. Or, in my opinion, the hardening is hard as saying, no, we already know the answers. Yes. And I think that that's the whole thing of life. The more I know, the less I can learn. Because the fewer questions I ask and the less open to truth I am. Yeah. And the more I 
acknowledge my desperate need for, for more, for truth, for guidance and direction and understanding, then the more I can receive as it continues to say, and it is it, more and more will be poured about, out upon them until they know all the mysteries of God, until they know them in full. Yeah. Yeah. And that's an actual promise in the scriptures. I, I got yes. him to continue reading. He was like, <laughs> he literally said, so you think that means, you interpret that to say we can actually know the mysteries of God? <laughs> yeah. That, well, well, the uh, words there say yeah. that. I don't think you I'm know. pulling this out of context too much. Right, right. <laughs> right. And so I think that more and more, um, you know how wise people say, the more I learn, the more right. I realize, the less I know. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is such a true principle of life because life, all things testify of Christ, right? So yeah. the more, it's kind of like, you know, you, you, a, a new realm is open to your view when you learn more and then you see how much there is to know and you yeah. continue and more and more opens to your view. So you are learning more and more, but you're also growing along with growing in intelligence and knowledge and understanding. You're also growing in humility and yeah. in yeah. openness and in yeah. curiosity, right? As I think the process. And so, so my experience in the church, I have like, I, love the gospel and I love the scriptures and I love the Lord. And I, I think I talked about this in one of the podcasts. Yeah. So if it's repetitive, yeah. I'm sorry, but you can never be too repetitive. Like that. <laughs> Forever. I just struggled. I felt like, Oh my goodness. If this is the one true church of God and we have the priesthood and we have the scriptures and we have the covenants and the temple. And then this, we have this one hour where this is like God's A-team coming together to discuss the doctrines of the kingdom. And this is what we're doing with it. I I could not be okay with that. I could like, I would go home just so upset because after church every week, because I would read the lesson and ponder and pray and do what my brain and spirit does and be so filled with insight and understanding and excitement and ready to go share with others who were going to share their, I mean, the naivety to think that's what I was going to get, but it's what I wanted and what I hoped for week after week after week. Right. So then when you go, you're like, (laughs) you get that opposition where you're like, I don't think I can, I can say that. They certainly like, like so often, I mean, people, and sometimes the spirit is beautiful. And and, I mean, some of the things I've learned at church have been amazing. So I don't want to paint it, but but often the disappointment was palpable because my expectations were set pretty yeah, high yeah, and I just yeah. couldn't feel like, why aren't we taking this more seriously? If yeah. we really have what we claim to have, yeah. like unto whom much is given, much is expected, much yes. is required. What are we doing? You know, I really struggled in that place yeah. for a long time. And so for me, when I finally came to really see what the Book of Mormon was teaching and then you know, was introduced to this. And this has been, like I said, probably, I don't know, ten, between 10 and 15 years <laughs> yeah, ago. It's been a long journey. journey for yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been a long time. But I finally was able to see, oh, the church isn't what it claims to be. Oh, I'm okay. Okay. It's okay <laughs> that it's not what I think it needs to be. You, yeah. you know, and yeah. I don't, I don't mean to say that the church isn't good. Just I, yeah. I expected it to fulfill sort of the mission that I was taught that it would fulfill of being the conduit between me and God being the oh, intermediary. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly right? what yeah. you mean. Yeah. Like I kind yeah. of thought, oh, 
okay, God tells these leaders and then they tell us, yeah. right? And or, then we just do. And then, and then we just, <laughs> we just ride along, yeah. you know, or the church does this thing. And if I just stay in the church, I'm good. Yeah. You know, yeah. the church is the ark or the, yeah. the, you know, and mm-hmm. so when I finally was like, oh, oh, the church is just like a family. A family is a vehicle that yeah. I can be in to both learn love and to learn forgiveness, yeah. mm-hmm. to learn truth and to learn error, to see good examples and bad examples, to have people be there for me to pick me up when I need to be picked up, but to also have people be there for me to hurt me and challenge me in all of the ways so I can get all of the experiences in life that ideally all are designed to bring me to God. Like I learned our families bring us to God in both ways, both yeah. through the positive and the negative, right? Yeah. And I began to see the church in the same light. Yeah. It's the positive okay. and the negative, and they both go together because that's what this earth is. Yep. yep. And so once I st- began to see it that way, where I was like, oh, this is between me and God, period. Yeah. All of this, just like the rest of the world, is just noise. It's just temporal distraction, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and that's where you are, um, I, and I know I've talked about this too, but there is this terrifying free fall, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Because the box is so safe and comfortable yeah. it you start to outgrow it and it starts to like really be uncomfortable in some ways but it's mm-hmm. also secure yeah. yeah and you have something to stand on yeah and when you all of a sudden break out of the box there's nothing above you except god yeah but there's also nothing below no, no, no. you except god yeah. and you are in a free fall that's yeah. really good way yeah. i know i've often referred to to peter being in the boat right and christ is walking out yeah. on the ocean and the lord's like like, is that you, Lord? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, if it's you, have me come to you. And he steps out onto the ocean, right? And and if you read that chapter, it's it's not calm ocean. No. It's it's boisterous. It's moving. It's mm-hmm. crazy. That water, it's it's not comfortable. And so I think what you're describing, that's similar to, I think, a lot of us who have, like, you recognize that you want this connection with Christ above everything else, and you step out onto the ocean, and you don't know right. if you're going to sink or what. <laughs> right, right. Where am I? What do I, what am I founded on? Yeah. yeah. Because most people want to stay on the boat because there's. <laughs> it's safety. Safety. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and I think you do need to even recognize that you're in a box. Or yeah. on a, I think you need that, the, yeah. that connection to Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I think to me, it seems that's like all talents or spiritual gifts. And, you know, like. Some people have that in abundance quite naturally. Other people have to really learn to develop it and yeah. maybe maybe seek to discern really carefully because it's not as obvious for you, you know what I mean? Yeah. But so I think I think you're right. As we de- the stronger the connection with God becomes, yeah. the less comfortable the box <laughs> becomes. Yes. Yeah, right? And you yeah. have to be taken, I think, through a series of I mean, it looks different for everybody. Yeah. But uh, I guess uh pattern of growth that is not comfortable right i guess i guess we can talk about it like being bored i have 13 children so everything is about birth that makes some sense yeah like like, you know the womb gets tight it gets too too tight to continue to grow and develop in so you have to go through that incredibly challenging process of birth yeah traumatic where you then are exposed to like no wonder babies, well, I, yeah. I, I was going to say they scream, but actually in a peaceful birth, they don't. But it's this <laughs> whole new world yeah. of, of insecurity, right? Yeah. And, and we have to like cling to the Lord, just like 
Like our mother holds us when we're yeah. born, and the Lord hold, holds us when we're born again. I guess. Yeah. Oh, is a good yeah. analogy? Yeah. We really are born again. Yep. Yep. If it worked for Nicodemus, it works for it us. Works for for us. us. <laughs> right. And so, so it really is an app. Like, man, Jesus is good with analogies, right? He oh, always yeah. seems to get it right. He's, he's pretty good at that, <laughs> yeah. I'd say. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so I'm kind of talking in circles, but I do feel like that connection with God is you get you get a choice whether you are going to prioritize that or prioritize other things. Because yeah. I can only speak about my own experiences, but it's interesting you bring up the story of Peter on the water. Oh, did yes. you want to say something? No, no, you're good. good. You're um, Peter on the water. I ha- I've had so many experiences being told to do things that... Oh, I don't know how to say it. I was going to say that a good Mormon girl shouldn't do, but that sounds, that sounds wrong. wrong. That, yeah. that, that, that you don't do if you want to be comfortable in church culture, right? <laughs> yeah. I was caught, like, here's one example. Um, the night before, Saturday night, the mm-hmm. teacher for the gospel doctrine asked, like, called me and asked me if I would share something in the lesson. Okay. So the, the way I do, you know, I prayed and was like, Lord, what do you want me to share? And a scripture came to mind, and I turned to the scripture, and the basic theme of the scripture was call them to repentance. Oh, super like, comfortable, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I and I kept, I was, I, and I knew better than to say, "Oh, okay, let's try that again." You, you know, like I was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna yeah. leave that there as I continue to study and see what else I can come up with." But I've got that in the back of my brain because God put, you know. Yeah. And I went to church the next day, and I anyway, it's hard to explain this. The spirit of um i want to say discontent it's not that the um like like i barely could sit in the lesson because oh, of how gotcha. profound the, the scriptures were for me that were being studied and the yeah. way they were being talked about was so yeah not i know what you mean you start you, shifting in like, your chair well it was it was, almost, it, was not, it was almost like uh stand up and shout right oh, okay. now or leave really like powerful. it was intense okay. you know and i and i sat and so when they asked me to come up i was not even speaking through my own brain, oh, but it was like, like I called the class. I hate even saying those <laughs> words because I didn't call them to repentance. I just gave the message of what these scriptures mean and how, you know, yeah. like yeah. it wasn't comfortable, yeah. right? And I had to. And if and they knew you were calling to repentance, then that means that the spirit was. Well, with I them think it was pretty obvious. Them. I mean, I think that what I said, I, I can't yeah. remember what I said because I wasn't, and this I was know. years and yeah. years and years ago, but I know yeah. I have kind of felt bad about that ever since. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm like, I'm really sorry. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm really, I'm too nice of a person to do that, you know. But, yeah. but I had to choose yeah, what whether to do. follow the Lord or whether to follow my desire to be a people pleaser yeah. and to be well thought of and to not right. And it didn't cause yeah. any bad problems. And I don't recommend. I'm always very careful in church to be very prayerful before I make a comment. Like I'm not yeah. one that. I don't think that we should go into the church space and make it uncomfortable yes. for people. Yes. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Right? Yeah. So I'm not advocating for that. I'm just giving an you example. You don't go in there to cause contention or right. anything like that. Yeah. Right. And but we when have the Lord be, speaks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, right, right. And I would say for me, and I and I hope, I think in, in the space of church, because that's people's sacred space, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And I, so I'm always very cautious. I would err on the side of not saying something unless God very yeah. strongly tells us to because we always get the messages it's hard yeah. for us to always get it right yeah. you know so i tend yeah. to err on the side of not yeah. upsetting people yeah, yeah. you know Me i too. remember listening to uh an interview with whitney horning and i can't remember the exact question but it was like something along these lines and she her response was to not trifle with the 
the souls of of the sons and daughters of God, right? Yeah. And I think that's what you're saying is is it's not, if you're being called to do something intense, you take that as a serious, you know, a serious commendation, you know, from the Lord. You're going to take that seriously, and you're not doing this lightly, right? You know, it shouldn't be done. I lightly. like that. I yeah. like that because yeah. it, these are Heavenly Father's children, you know, and and mm-hmm. and the things you say or won't say can have profound effect, right? Especially in a church setting. So I, I, think, I think so. And I, I think, think I sense in there from you. So many different people can have their own things that they believe. There are yeah. so many people different journeys, right? Right, yeah. or different things that are important to them, mm-hmm. or different ways they disagree with the church. And if everyone brings those into the church space and sounds off on them all the time, <laughs> yeah. we lose the ability to even sit yeah, together the in yeah. the community. And so, yeah. yeah, so yeah, I think I think it is good to to take to take heed and be cautious yeah. with, with how we, but I did. And then another time we had a city meeting with some intense things and I had been fasting and praying and the Lord gave me a message I had to share. Yeah. And, and I shared it and I was filled with the spirit. Yeah. But as soon as I turned around and saw the faces that were angry at me, oh, I felt <laughs> awful. Like, yeah. and, and, you know, and it's that complete, like, how did I get it so wrong? Lord, I tried so yeah. hard. How could I, Cause problems. You know, I always feel like I'm causing problems. And it was Sunday. I went to church and there was a brand new return missionary who was giving a lesson, giving a talk that was not prepared, just trying to speak by the spirit as the scriptures teach. And I could tell his family was a little bit embarrassed, but I loved it. It was like, oh my gosh, the faith and courage and power in that. And all of a sudden he just said, I have to share this and turned right to Peter with the story of walking on the water. And shared that. And the Lord immediately said, that was for you. And I realized that was me. I had been filled with the spirit to go share that message. And as soon as as I turned around and saw the faces, the angry faces, the mountain waves, I completely fell and lost my faith. You you know, like that, that story is actually profound to us in our desire to follow God, because Mm -hmm. we do something filled with the power of God. And then as soon as we get the consequences of that, (laughs) we we see, right? I'm so often, anyway, that's my application of that story. I went on that sidetrack because you brought it up and I think it really applies. We have to keep going okay, God, I'm going to do my best to do what you tell me to do. And then whatever comes, I know what I've had to learn is that God knew I was going to be in the second place before he put me in the first place. So it's not that I messed up and that I'm hopeless and that I was horrible and that I did something (laughs) wrong. It's that God's letting me learn and grow. And that is rarely comfortable. Yes. Yes. Right. And and so so I think that that's the question is who do we follow? Like when God tells us, to, I, I think that God gives us answers that take us out yeah. of our comfort zone, that take us out of our um, institutions where we put our trust. Because uh-huh. more yeah. and more when we talk, I mean, when we talk about worship or idols, like, like I think what we worship is what we work toward, what we look to to save us, yeah. what we try to build up, what, you know, what we have our hope and our trust and our faith in, yeah. Yeah. which is really like, I mean, look at our world, right? Our, yeah. our medical institution, our government yeah. mental institution, our insurance policy, our, <laughs> right? fina- our bank account, our like go on yes. and like, you know, and, and gradually, like if I, as I look at my life, cause I always tell people I'm way more normal than my resume. <laughs> <laughs> like in high school, I just wanted to, I was a good girl, but I just wanted to be cool and fit yeah. in. Right. Yeah. And so to have the answer to homeschool was okay. a place where I had to. And, and that's, it's not that that's the right way to school. That was my answer that yeah. I had to take a leap of faith into. And then to have the answer to, 
have a large family and then to have the answer to have my children at home and then to have my children at home by myself with yeah. an assistant. Like each of those times, the Lord has basically been saying, who do you trust? Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. trust me or do you trust all of these institutions of trust? And again, with a lot of caution, because I think, yeah. I think the desire to go, God, I'll tell you whatever you, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. So tell me to do something crazy and I'll go do it. Yeah. We can get ahead of ourselves. Oh yeah. 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 You can offering the sacrifice of pain versus that sacrifice of evil, oh, right? Because yeah. because God came to them and said, "This is how this is what I want." And Cain, you know, went around. He did some hard work, but he just offered the wrong thing. And the Lord's like, "That's not what I wanted." I or wanted he offered this. what he offered with the wrong heart. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. I think there. Yeah, definitely that's part of it. And so I, I often think, okay, is this something the Lord really wants me to do, or is this something I feel yes. the Lord wants me to do? And there is a distinct difference there. There, and yeah. and the spiritual power comes much much better with one, and I find myself languishing in my own misery on the other. Right? I, yeah, you know, what, and you know what comes to mind is it might be good to kind of talk about maybe some of the um, telltale signs of each of those yeah. different paths, because yeah. I think it's easy to have underlying motives that we're not quite fully aware of. Yeah, like yeah. I want to feel important. Yeah, or maybe my life is really hard and I want to change. So I think God is telling me, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's really important to go deep and go, okay, how can I discern? Mm-hmm. Right. And then I do ask a lot of prayers like, okay, God, this is what I think you're telling me to do. So I'm going to start going down this path. Please stop me before I get too far. If it's wrong. <laughs> I've, you know, been like, I've, yeah, I've had like, that exact this same is the I'm getting, <laughs> but I, and, uh-huh. and, you know, I'm going to share this. That's why you have to have the witnesses, right? <laughs> yeah. I always have to fall back on that. It's like, okay, there's one. Now you have to give me at least one or two more. <laughs> yep. Let me know. Right. Yeah. yeah. I have a lot of experiences like that. But yeah. Where, it's, you know, where, yeah. like, I've learned to ask prayers of, you know, like, like, well, I'll, I'll get to that. I want to yeah. say, shoot, what was I going to say? There's <laughs> something I wanted to share. Oh, oh. So this is one thing that I have learned that for me is like gospel truth. So yeah. if I were Joseph Smith, I would say, I'm giving you a grand key. You, yeah, you know, we go. But, yes, gotcha. But, but yeah. again, that's, it's just for me. But yeah. if it's useful to anyone else, yeah. I think we always want big answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I have learned that when you get a big answer, it's because you're going to need it. <laughs> yes. Right? About that so think about true. that. When there's an outpouring that, that is uh-huh. a profound answer mm-hmm. or like a like a huge manifestation of the spirit mm-hmm. yeah. it's often because you're going to need to hold back onto that because yeah. of what you're going to go through as you follow that answer yeah. and so sometimes now when i get the really i subtle answers sometimes it can be like no god tell me what, you know <laughs> yeah. but sometimes i'm like oh cool Okay, I'm taking that as the answer and expecting it to not be (laughs) that filled with adversity, (laughs) right? So sometimes like the subtle answers, I'm like, oh, thank you. That's that's the real tender mercy. (laughs) Right, right. right. (laughs) Of course, the profound answers are incredible, you know, but they're not given lightly or without purpose, I think. I think it's because you are going to need to cling to that. So sometimes Mm -hmm. when you get that profound outpouring, it's kind of like, Okay, thank you, God. And now I'm buckling up my seatbelt and yeah. I'm ready for the ride. Yeah. Because it's going to get intense. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that's something to recognize. I, I just think it's helpful so that we're not tempted to want. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know that it's seeking signs, but sometimes we feel dissatisfied with more subtle answers or yeah. we feel like I'm doing something wrong or I'm, you know, yeah. where sometimes it's like God just going, it's okay. You're not going to need it right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't worry. There are going to be times when you're going to need it. Yeah. And, 
was just yeah. thinking of like Alma the Younger, right? And everyone's like, oh, yeah. I can have an Alma the Younger experience. Well, look at the life he lived right. after that. He needed that, right? That, it, yes. that became the rock that he built the rest of his life on. So it's like, be grateful the Lord's giving you what you got. Yeah. That's what you need. <laughs> I, I really think so. Joseph Smith. You know, I mean, we can go through the scriptures and find these examples oh, of yeah. huge yeah. outpourings and then what followed. Yeah. And then I, I really do like, like, it's interesting if anyone feels inclined to look back over your life and the answers you've received and see if that pattern follows. Because to me, it's been, yeah, it's been very, very true. And I think it's so, I, I don't just, God is so crazy cool, right? Like, <laughs> sorry, I hope there's not too much background. Oh, that'll be fine. Oh, okay. yeah. No worries. Like, <laughs> like, just God is so good. Like, the more I see these patterns or the more I experience Him in my life, I'm just mm-hmm. overwhelmed by the brilliance, the love, the mercy, the goodness yeah. of God who, like, really knows what He's doing, <laughs> yep. right? Yeah. And, yes. and we often get so dissatisfied or thinking, you know, even when we're on this path of um, trying to seek God more directly, mm-hmm. we can feel that dissatisfied. You know, we can feel like, what's wrong with me? Or I need more. Or, yeah. or you know, like I need the validation of knowing that I'm doing it right. Or, you know, and, and yeah. in a way, those are the things that get in our way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's more kind of like, God, you've got me. Yeah. You know who I am. You've invited me on this path. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and really just more, the more, I, I said in a meeting a little while ago, often we get faith confused with fear because yeah. we can think that faith means if I believe this enough, then I'll get it as <laughs> yeah. we're like desperate to get it because yeah. we're so afraid yeah. of not getting it, yes. whatever mm-hmm. that might be. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, um, you know, that's something I've learned really profoundly these last couple of years is I now almost never, I, I could probably say never, I never pray for something without first asking if that's what I should pray for. Because if I first ask, Lord, can I, pr- can I ask this or can I pray for this? And I get a confirmation of that. Then I can pray with a full heart of faith with no yeah, fear. Confidence. And if I, if I feel like, oh, that's not what I should pray for, then I can seek what I should pray for. So I can always exercise my faith. Mm-hmm. Because really, when we desperately want something, that's not faith, it's fear. Because yeah. we're so afraid that's of true. not getting it's it. True. So true. And yeah. fear blocks yeah. the blessings from coming. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. It's like almost learning to be content with what the Lord's giving you. I think, and it's a it's a strange combination yeah. of content with also a desperate desire. Yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. kind of like I think it comes down to trusting God. Yeah. yeah, if God needed me to have more right now, I'd have more right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. if God needed me to be doing something different, which I'm sure God needs me to be doing a million things different, but I'm listening, yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep listening, and I'm going to trust God yeah. to take me on my path. And we can just like we can let nothing in. I've just more and more, when God says, when Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, mm-hmm. what he means is there's no stress, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And so all the, all the stress that we experience is because we're not really aware of what the true yeah. yoke of Christ is. We're taking mm-hmm. on something different because yeah. we have to learn, right? Yeah. But, when, but religion should never add stress. To, to our lives, lives. Yes. faith should never add discontent or sometimes there is a like 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 i'm sure you guys sometimes experience this hunger yeah. mm-hmm. this like desperate desire yeah. but even there 
when I'm feeling that, that is with praise of God going, God, you gave me this desire because I know you're going to fill it. So here I am putting out all of my spiritual energy to open myself up to receiving whatever blessings you seem want to give me when you want to give them to me. And here it is. Thank you for giving me this desire. And I'm trusting you to fill it, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, like just turning it all over to trust God's timing. Yeah, I think is how we become truly yoked. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. I think I think understanding that the power of God is to help us overcome all fear. Yeah, yeah. It's funny the way you're describing that. I I didn't do I, I haven't done that specifically, but I remember being in a meeting where someone's like, "Hey, we're gonna kneel down to pray, and I don't want you to say anything." until you feel like the, the spirit is giving it to you to say. And so we knelt down to pray in this group and, and it was funny. I didn't say anything that whole, that the whole entire prayer time that we did that I, I knelt down and prayed and I just had this almost like a visionary experience where I was connecting with heavenly father. You know, it was just like face to face. We were quiet and I just, I felt his love. I, you know, I expressed love without words, you know, with my spirit and, you know, it got done, you know, we said, amen, and got up and I'm like, yeah, I didn't say anything, but it was perfect. It was exactly what yeah. I needed. And it's something, you know, it's harder to do every day, you know, when you get up in the morning to have that kind of prayer. But I try to do that a lot more often, especially when it comes to the podcast and I'm praying about, okay, what should, what should I be talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what, what is a value here, Lord? This is, this is yours and I'm just the steward of it. I'm going to sit here and pray until something feels right. And and I, there's just, there's that connection. And then you're right. The fear is gone. Cause yeah. then once you have that connection and you get, you get it, you ask it or what the Lord gives you the answer, you have confidence. It's exciting. Yeah, it's, it is. That's what I think yeah. it means with, I know the Lord giveth no commandment unto the children of men. Save he shall prepare away for them. It's yeah. kind of like when true answers come, they come with a clarity. Oh, like, like with me, I, sorry, everything's about Nephi today, but the step <laughs> by <good>. step. <laughs> The step-by-step instructions of what to do to build the ship. You yes. know, it's kind of like do this, 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 and this. And here's the energy, and here's the time to do it. And while I'm doing it, the kids somehow don't need me in that exact moment. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's especially may, maybe everybody feels like this as a mom with a big family. There has to be this like magical <laughs> concordance of all of the things, the time, the energy, the clarity of thought, the, yes. you know, all coming together at the same time to enable me to do something. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and that only comes from God. Yes. And it is the cure to everything. Like I one time, you, <laughs> everyone will relate to this. I'm being really just honest. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but um, I had this day where I was kind of down. This was many years ago. And you know, being a mom is hard and yeah. is exhausting. And, and sometimes you just feel like, what is the point? I'm just doing the same thing day after day. So I was having one of those kind of days. Yeah. And so I was going to make chocolate chip cookies for the kids because the kids needed chocolate <laughs> because mom was depressed, right? Yep, like, yep. Yeah. like exactly. And, the kids will enjoy this. This will be right, great. Right, right, right. Like, you know, how often is it that moms are doing things for the kids, yeah. right? So, yeah. so I was making this big batch of chocolate chip cookies and I was probably going to eat the whole thing. I mean, I would have shared with the kids, yeah. but but I was, and I was also kind of depressed because I was like watching my weight, but I was making cookies and I was, yeah, I, I, mean, I, gotcha. I was wanting to not gain more weight, but I, you know, yeah, I anyway, and I was doing that, but I, I just kind of stopped and prayed and was like, I don't like how I'm, like, God, what do you want me to do? And all of a sudden, an errand, like this errand was given to me that the Lord needed me to do. And mm-hmm. it, it just like, 
took me completely out of that space. Like I had the butter thawed on the, you know, I make cookies in big batches. So I had a yeah. pound of butter thawed and the <laughs> sugar out. And I, but I instead went and did what the Lord told me to do. Yeah. And it was so like, it completely changes everything when the Lord gives you an errand, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, cause you're filled with energy. And I realized in that moment that, oh my gosh, even when I want cookies, it's because what I really want is God. Yeah. 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 When I, when, whenever we want something, yeah. when, when we want to be around someone famous mm-hmm. or we want to put someone on a pedestal, yeah. Yeah. it's because we want to feel important yeah. by being around them or we want yeah. to look to them to feel important. But what we really want is God. Like every yeah. pedestal we ever build is a substitute yeah. mm-hmm. for our desire for connection with God. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love how you talk about that because for me, it's almost, I think of it almost, uh, that connection with God. Yes, I, yes. I almost think of it as a, um, like a power cord. Like I need to stay plugged in Yes. <laughs> because it's so easy to that pray always. I think that's what that means is just as yeah. much as we can yeah. be open to having that communion with God, even as we're going about like. It may sound dumb, but really, like, while I'm doing my laundry, I can stay tuned in. While I'm mm-hmm. doing my, wh- whatever it is, I can be communing to mm-hmm. always be open mm-hmm. and, and asking the Lord to consecrate my effort, just yes. like we're told to do. And, and mm-hmm. when you're at work or, or, you know, sometimes I'll be like, okay, God, I'm still here. I'm going to be super busy with the kids for the day. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like, <laughs> I I, I, my mean. brain can't focus everywhere, but yeah. I'm here. And exactly. I'll plug it. I'll check in as often as I can, you yeah. know? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, that cord is really strong. It's like <laughs> a conduit of light. And sometimes it's like, you're tying a string to Heavenly Father. I'm like, please yeah. remember I'm still here. Right. I've just got stuff to do. Or it takes me a minute to wait. Like I'm starting to get a little impatient or frustrated with like, Stop beating up your sister for the hundredth time, you know. And, yes. and it's so helpful yeah. when I can remember to go, okay, God, show me how to respond, how to show up for this child yes. right now, because yes. I'm doing it in my own power and yep. my own—I was going to say my own wisdom, my own lack of wisdom, yeah. you know. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. and so staying. So, and that's that's what I know is, um, like, the more I have learned and the more I have experienced God. The, the smaller my testimony has gotten in terms of what I can testify of that oh, I know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. I used to testify of a lot of things that I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now I just have this precious, yeah. this precious, like glowing, small handful of things I can testify that I know, but I know them. And the the way that I know them helps me see all the things I don't know, yeah. right? And then I can continue. I can, that can continue to grow. Like I learn more and more. But that's like we know God because we are connected to God and we experience yeah. God and we right. And yeah. that's that's where the shift happens. And you know, sometimes in profound ways, sometimes gradually. Some both. I would yeah. say it's been both in my life. There have been profound shifts and smaller, more gradual shifts. But the shift happens from reliance on anything else to reliance on God. Yeah. Right. And that's, I think, Second Nephi 28 and 29, the sand that we're built upon. Yeah. I was thinking about the same scripture. Yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) all of those other things. Those all of those other things. And and those have to be shifted away until we land on bedrock. And then we can add that to the pile of things that our precious collection of sacred things we know. Yeah. Yeah. That's ours. I thought about how. Yeah, like you, 
I've, I say I know a lot less, you know, the things have, have kind of been cut off of that block right. you know, over time. I prefer, I believe, I hope. <laughs> exactly. I love to believe. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, it, and it's just, you know, my, the inside of me has changed, right? I used to say that and actually believe it, but now things have changed a little bit. You know, and my foundations have shifted and I've realized that, yeah, the, the diamond that's at the center of that, that I had to chop away, get to was really strong and really bright, yeah. you know? And, and I was thinking, Oh, we were watching, you know, living scriptures with the kids and they had the, the story of the person building on the rock and the building on the sand. And, and it was really highlighted to me, you know, sometimes it's really difficult to build, like to build a foundation on rock. It's a lot more difficult than on the sand. Mm-hmm. Sand is really easy. It's really pliable. It'll work with you. But ro- rock, you have to work at it, right? But that's the sheer foundation. Oh, that is the yeah. that is the the bedrock. That is that that golden nugget that you're talking about at the center. And it's difficult to get there, and then to build on it, it's not always going to be easy because mm-hmm. often it requires you to to push against your boundaries, right? To push right. against what what the world is telling you should do, what your peers are telling you to do. Yeah, yeah. I almost am having a thought, and I don't want to. I, I just as I'm thinking, yeah, I'm almost it. hesitant to build on the rock because (laughs) then I'm adding my own stuff on. You know, like, well, I guess, I guess this is what it is. I I hope, I hope this is making sense what I'm saying, but building on the rock, but being really clear on what I built and what is the rock. Yes. Right. Because it's so, so often people have their different ways of believing and they think it's rock. And so they contend with others. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, it says that, um, Oh, Whoso is built upon, built upon the, builteth upon the rock will receive, receiveth it with gladness. But whoso yeah. is upon the sand, um, trembleth lest they shall fall. So they yeah. kind of revile again. Yeah. And I've thought about that in kind of a physical sense. Think about like we're on a rock right now, right? Yeah. I can walk around. I can face every direction. I, whereas if you're in the sand, you're sinking, sinking. in and yeah. you lose mobility. Yeah. And you have to defend your position. Yeah. And so I'm taking it as another. There's another key. Can I give you <laughs> yes, <a key>? yes. <laughs> Please, please know I'm being facetious. Yes, right? yes, you are. <laughs> but, yes. Um, but another key is that if I start to feel like I am reviling against someone's belief, not what's the word I'm looking for? Like if, if yeah. someone's beliefs are threatening to me or I need to yeah, come to up against them, them, I need to, if I'm starting to feel any defensiveness or any desire to contend, yeah. I need to go, holy cow, I'm on the sand here. Yeah. Because when you're on the rock, you're really able to look at everyone's beliefs and go, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You believe that. Can we talk about that? Yeah. And oh, I believe this because this, and you can have a, con- a conversation, a conversation. Yeah. where they can believe what they believe and you can believe what you believe. Yeah. Because you're not getting mixed up in the sand, yeah, right? Where, yeah. where there has to be, we all have to, like, you can't move around in the sand the same yeah, way. So you, yeah. you defend your position. Yeah, yeah. And then and then I think that we get to rock and then we tend to build things on it. Yeah. And then and then defend those. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's and true. so I think it's like, okay, I'm yeah. building my life on the rock. Because you have to build a life, yeah, right? Yeah. But I'm really being aware of. Oh, I need to renovate that right now because yes. I built it so yes. I can. Yes, yeah, exactly. and that won't threaten the rock. Yes, yes, I know I'm exactly on. what you mean. And I, yeah, I've seen both sides. You know, especially with with people who are checking their foundations, right? And they're changing. They're in the process of changing what they do or don't believe. People can get really. It's almost it's fear. Like, yeah, they get it is. Really again. fearful of, of someone else telling them something idea. else. And and, I, and I'll give a plug for you. You're really good at this on your podcast. I was like, my answers, these are my yeah. answers. You know, you don't have to feel any pressure, but this is what I've received. And I think that's, 
That's great. That's wonderful. That, one of the reasons I think that's like that I think I do that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> yeah. Is because um, it's another thing I have definitely noticed is yeah. how quick I'll say we people we are yeah. to say. Your answers are like, like, okay, I'm feeling concerned because you're saying something that I don't disagree with, but you're saying it's an answer. So you got it from Satan or <laughs> know, you, we right? start explaining exactly. away other people's answers. I have answers. to find a way yeah. to make sure that I'm still yeah. fine and you're right, wrong. Right, Like, so, <laughs> so I, like, because it's in my stewardship to define for you the answer mm -hmm. you received. Yeah. And, and what I instead really like to do is to go... Okay, that person is seeking God, and I'm going to trust God to lead them where they need to Amen. go. And I'm going to try to not get in the way. I'll yeah. share, I'll, I'll engage, because I think often asking questions like Socrates, right? Why was he the most brilliant? Because he was the only one who knew he knew nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so he would ask questions. Yeah. yeah. And the more we know, and then the more threatened we are by people's questions, the more we're like, hold on, I need to check in because I'm on the sand here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I need to Yeah, I've walked out. out from the rock a little bit here. Let me, right. let me get back to the rod. <laughs> right. And, and so really that's another gift to us is if we start to feel threatened or defensive. Yeah. Like you, that, is a, that, that is another one of those great invitations to go, oh, God, I'm feeling this. Yeah. I, I, I talk about in the podcast my dear friend who is just, you know, some people are just born with their wings still attached. She's like, yeah. this angel, awesome. you know? Gotta love and, those people. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I, Need more I, of them I, in your life. Yeah. <laughs> and she, um, she's very, um, has been a very traditional believer in the church and very yeah. faithful. And so our friendship has challenged both of us a little bit. Yeah. And, and sometimes we just don't talk about things or sometimes we can, you know. Mm -hmm. But one day I was sharing an interpretation of, a parable that's really important to me, you know, and she started to feel like she, she told me this after she started to feel those defensive, yeah. angry, you know? Yeah. And so, so, and she's, so she just said, okay, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to yeah. say? And the Lord said, do you really think those feelings are for me? Uh, Which is so true. Does the Lord fill us with anger and defensiveness and yeah. right? Yeah. And so she was, and, and because she still has her wings attached, you know, she was able to just be like, Oh, and instead let down all of her defenses and choose not to feel threatened, yeah. which really is fear. Yeah. God has not given us fear, right? Yeah. yeah. We have power, we have love, and we have a sound mind. We don't need to be afra so afraid of being deceived. Yeah. And I don't say that lightly yeah. as if deception doesn't matter, but usually our fear of being deceived is where the deception is. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? Our fear yeah. of being deceived is a sign that we are deceived. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. Oh, and then also sometimes it comes in the nature of, of a good, but uh, a, a desire to convince someone else. Right. Right. And and so, like, I remember talking with a friend about polygamy specifically, and uh, and we were talking for a while. Things got a little heated. He's like, it's like you're a little bit defensive. Like, uh, I can tell you're a little bit inflamed about this, and I had to take a step back. Like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I I think I I, t I went straight to guns on. Because this is usually such a hot fire topic. He's like, and I apologize for that. So I had to, I had to return back to center. You know, I was out yeah. on the sand. And I think that I, I, I think that we also, it's going to be messy. Growth is yes, messy. Yes, it is. Right? It is. Yep. Growth is messy. Thank and goodness we're for gonna, the atonement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, how many things am I going to do that's going to rub someone wrong? Or how many things are people going to do that are going to rub me wrong? And, mm -hmm. you know, so that constant, like, like, really, that's what it all does come down to is like, 
there is no problem I can create that Jesus isn't big enough to sweep up Amen. and take care right. of, right? Yeah. His and shoulders I, can handle. <laughs> right. And if I know that about me, I know that about every other person too, Yeah. right? So I don't need to fix them. I don't need to go around telling people where they're wrong. I don't, I do definitely want, I, I have a really logical brain. I love ideas and I love truth. So I definitely yeah. want to engage on ideas. And yeah. if someone says something that I think is like, really illogical <laughs> yeah which is a nice way of saying stupid then i want to be like okay but have you thought about this yes, and yeah. and i really like being able to have those discussions and yeah. i don't like it when people take offense to that yeah, you know yeah. but they sometimes do so you just yeah. you know like, you like you okay we won't talk about this yeah. now yeah, and and it's not my job your, it's not my job in christ and right yeah. it's not my job when i'm wanting yeah. to convince someone exactly. that's not about god that's about, about me, me. Yep. yeah i want to prove that i'm right or i want to be the one to show them the light or i want to yeah, yeah. you know that's never about god yeah like yeah, i've had a few conversations more recently but yeah, i get to the point where people are like yeah okay we're on different planets different paths but right. we both love jesus that's great. so let's just trust that we'll get to the same place you know eventually yeah even if we're on these weird paths right now like we both have this desire to follow him to put him at the center at the top and even though we can't agree that we're <laughs> we're on the same path right now hopefully we just trust that we'll be together in the end that christ will yes. strip both of us i can see, see and that weight. comes to the like they always talk about what is it um relativity like yeah. my truth my truth and people get so upset with that idea yeah. but then it's also upsetting when it's like the truth is and it doesn't matter how much you disagree it's the truth that's yeah. so frustrating when people take that pose yeah yeah because so, only christ can give you that right right <laughs> so for me i've settled that in my mind with like when we all know everything we'll all completely agree exactly truth does <laughs> exist truth exists and yeah. when we all see it but for now, we're all seeing it from our own perspective, and we all have to go on different paths. And if God wanted us all to agree, yeah. then we would all agree. God yeah. would have created it that way. Like more and more, I, I think that uh, my, my more naive or younger version of Zion was a place where everyone did. Everyone has their own version of Zion, and it's basically where no one does anything that annoys you. Yeah. Right? You know what I, <laughs> I mean? Know, like right? everyone, because <laughs> yep. everyone's version of righteousness is their own version. For some yeah. people, oh, your home is messy. You aren't really that righteous. Or, right. oh, yes. you do, you really nice. care about your clothes and your makeup and your jewelry. You're not that righteous. Or, oh, you don't. You're not. That, do, do you know exactly. what I mean? Like everyone kind yeah. of yeah. has, have, we have these ideas and mindsets. And then when we imagine Zion, it's a place where everyone fits within our version yeah. of righteousness. Mm -hmm. And more and more I thought, oh my goodness, Zion is a place where... We can be without defensiveness, where yeah. we can be without judgment in terms of needing to correct others or needing to take offense. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I um, I really, can I bring up, like, I like Jordan Peterson. Do you guys know yeah, who he yeah, is? I know Jordan. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, and so that's, he, Jordan Peterson introduced me to Jungian psychology, Carl okay. Jung, you yeah. know? Yeah, I studied psychology for a little bit, so yeah. Okay, and so, you know, yeah. and I, I just, I guess I'm going there because I think this this was a cool insight for me to have. Yeah. But um, understanding sort of the... We can use different words, but the ego and, you know, yeah. Freud's yeah, the like, id, the ego, the right, right. Yeah. Or yeah. Carl, like, like the subconscious or the conscious. But in any case, I think it's kind of like, I, I like, oh, who wrote the book? Height, height, um, the, the, ah, it's about the elephant and the writer and it's about our, how our brains work. Oh, I'm oh, no, totally, oh, no, no, okay, I will find it. I will have to find it. Maybe <laughs> okay. something in his emissary. Anyway, yeah. it's, it's kind of about how our brains work. Okay. And we think our conscious mind, our ego is what 
teaches us what to think. But what it really does is it's our subconscious that teaches us what to think. And our ego makes it so that we have permission to think what we already want to think. Does that make sense? So it talks about an elephant and a rider, a driver, a rider. And the rider might think it's steering the elephant. But the yeah, elephant is going steer. where it's going to go, yeah. and the driver's just making it make sense, right? Yeah, yeah almost so, like the like the natural man versus right, right. And so, so every time we feel defensive, or every time we feel offended, or triggered, or any of those mm-hmm. things, it's it's that elephant yeah. that's responding, right? Yes, yes. And I and I kind of think I don't. So anyway, I'm sorry, I'm going a long way with this, but I think of that <laughs> as when I read one day about. And it actually never says the lion will lay down with the lamb. But in I know. Isaiah, I was looking into that recently. <laughs> it never says that. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. The lion will lay down with the kid and the yeah. something and the sun. But it's basically say, let's let's use the lion will lay down with the lamb, yeah. even though that doesn't exist yeah. in scripture, right? Yes. Yeah. But what I all of a sudden realized is like, oh my goodness, our our ego is in perfect alignment with our superego yeah. or with our subconscious. Uh, maybe I'm not maybe this wasn't worth going into because I didn't explain it well, but yeah. But when we are at war with ourselves, like yeah. we're lying to ourselves on some level. Yeah. So our ego is denying it or we, we're not going to talk about that or I'm offended or whatever that is. That's showing us that there is an incongruence yeah. Yeah. between what is true and what we are telling ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, when, and when we can bring those into perfect alignment, because the lamb laying down by a lion, that is incredible. A, an incredibly courageous act on yeah. behalf of the lamb. Yeah. Yes. Right? The yeah. lamb is going, I don't need to be defensive. I don't need to run and hide. Yep. I don't need to be afraid. And the lion is going, I'm understood. I'm seen. I don't need to attack. I don't need to, right? And so yeah. in a way, bringing those two sides of ourselves so we can ev- all the time find, I guess that's what it is. If there is ever those feelings of defensiveness, somewhere we're lying to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. There's something that's not true within us. Yeah. And Jesus is light and truth and love, right? Mm-hmm. So in a way, the more we come to God, the more we come to ourselves. Yeah. All of that comes into alignment. Yeah. And all of those things we experience as we bump up on each other yeah. are invitations to us. Yeah. This is perfectly topical because by the time this comes out, I've done, I did a two-part lion and lambs. There you go. Yeah, part I was one and part two. I was, like, I was like, you just barely put up on Friday yeah. the... The it lion was run? lions and lambs. Yeah, lions. the lions was first. The lambs will be coming out next week. Well, good. I hope that that so will help make some great. sense. I hope I didn't go on a weird <laughs> It was track. perfect. Yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, and so I, I, I don't know if there's, you know, anything else. I guess. Is there anything, okay. Colleen, that you uh, specifically wanted to ask? I think, uh, I think if if you don't mind, if you just want to share like one experience that you had that really moved your foundation on christ like a really good experience that you could share that feels i will put you on the spot and but then and and then i think we can close with that um let me let me think because my mind's going through the catalog (laughs) (laughs) you've had a lot of experience well but see and see that's kind of and i know we've only on your podcast you've only shared a few and and i think we can caveat this this one of many i'm sure but right well and i kind of don't want to share some and yeah you know yeah yeah. yeah, some of them are for you um and so it's really hard to know what to share um I just want to point out there's a heart right here. Oh, <laughs> a, a heart made you. of moss. <laughs> on the no, rock that we're sitting on. It's interesting because I've kind of, the last 10 years or so, I've noticed like hearts and things, like just random, random like everyday nature configurations. Things, nature configurations. Oh, interesting. Like just anything. And 
recently I've come to the point where the spirits told me that I need to have discernment through my heart instead of through my mind and Mm -hmm. everything that goes on there. And then I got to this realization, like, I wonder if that was something that was preparing me for this time where now I, I know that I can use my discernment. Yeah. And interesting. And then it's just interesting that like, it's like, I'm here for a reason. There's a heart (laughs) right there. I love, you know what? I actually love that. That's one thing clear back when I taught celestial education, which I still believe and teach and love, you know, but my ideas of how we learn. Mm -hmm. But um, one thing that I really have felt strongly about living my life and teaching my children is err on the side of faith. Like, see, choose to see the signs, choose to take things and right because people could be like oh my gosh you think there's a heart on the rock like, <laughs> I know. right but instead like i i would show that to my mom right i always show her the the heart things i'm like mom there's another look at this there's a heart yeah. and she's like she just rolls her eyes <laughs> i'm like mom it's a there's a reason why there's a heart there. right. That's so, yeah. right and and the, and god knows how to For speak me. to each of us yeah. god yes. knows how to speak mm-hmm. to each of us and yes. so if we i guess i like that's what i you know in celestial education i talked about like if my kids come running in the house and, and say, what do you want, mom? Oh, we thought you called us. I'm never going to get after them yeah. for yeah. that. Yeah. Whereas if I'm like calling and calling to them and they don't answer, yeah. then that gets frustrating, right? Yeah. And so if we have hearts that are, if we err on the side of faith and just yeah. go, oh, I think I think God is doing this with me. I think God is making these signs or showing me this. Yeah, I think right? that's always like since I started noticing that, and received that answer that that's why the hearts were there. Like, like I, there was a time where I kept trying to look for them. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And it's like, I got really sick of that. (laughs) I'm like, it can't always be like, right. When you want to look at something, there's a heart, you know, like I had to. Yeah. And so like, I know that when I see them, I'm on my path. Like I'm where I need to be. And I actually think that's super important. What you said, the difference between looking for them yeah. And letting them emerge. Yeah. yeah. Like that's exactly the same thing I was talking yeah. about with like, like when we want to know Christ, if we are clinging to that saying, I want this mm-hmm. and I'm going to find it. Yeah. I'm going to tug it down to me. Right. My, <laughs> my son is playing Macbeth in mm-hmm. Cedar City and okay. we just went to, to see it. Yeah. And I don't know if people are familiar with Macbeth, but it reminds me of that. The three yeah. weird sisters, the three yeah. witches give Macbeth the prophecy that he will be the thane of, I can't remember all of the places, but that he would grow in honors and eventually become the king. Yeah. And so out of nowhere, all of a sudden the first prophecy comes through and he's the thane, which means the Lord of this whole other area as well. And then he takes it in his own hands to make the next one come true. And that's where all of the tragedy takes off instead of going, okay. And I, I'm the three weird, like the witches yeah. are not the true prophets, exactly, right? Yeah. But the principle yeah. is the same yeah, the that when we yeah. feel God telling us something, we can trust God to let it unfold before us and give us the instructions rather than thinking we have to take control out of it and squeeze all the life out of it yes. in our desperation to make sure it comes true. Because yes. we really don't have enough faith in God to know that it will come true if yeah. we don't yeah. cling to it too, yes, too tightly, exactly. right? Yep. So anyway, so I think that was a good sidetrack. <laughs> and I think um, maybe instead of sharing a specific experience because i have yeah. too many and, that's fine you know i trust you with whatever you feel inspired I, to go with i want it i want to instead just like without 
being arrogant or, you know, I, I want to just testify and invite because I do think that um, when we are willing to ask, God is really willing to answer. I think, you know, like the parable of the lost sheep, we always talk about that in the church, that sheep being kind of the black sheep, the sinner, the one that's, you know, but I strongly believe and if we go to the scriptures i will you know yes. show you why i, <laughs> I will strongly go for believe this, this. Yeah. but it's okay if you don't agree with me but yeah. <laughs> i'll ask you hard yeah, questions yeah. <laughs> yes. but um but um that sheep isn't the one that is lost it's the one that realizes it's lost mm. it's the one that wakes up and yeah. realizes that they're in the that it's in the wilderness right where they all are they're yeah. all in the wilderness it's like the people of King Benjamin, when they finally see themselves in their fallen state and fall to the dust of the earth and say, we see ourselves as less than the dust of the earth. Please apply the atoning power of yeah. Jesus Christ. That sheep all of a sudden wakes up and recognizes that it doesn't have everything it needs. And that's the sheep that the Savior picks up and puts on his shoulders and carries home yeah. while the rest remain in the wilderness because they need no Savior. Yeah. Right? Yes. And so... So I think that when we are willing to gradually, bit by bit, in our stumbling forward way, let go of our defenses, let go of our fears of being led astray or deceived, because the fact is we're all so deceived yes. that it's silly. Yeah. It's silly to be afraid of being deceived because we're all living in deception. I mean, read Isaiah. Do you yes. perfectly understand Isaiah? No. If you if you have a firm testimony of the church, you're attending every week, you this and this and this, and you don't fully understand Isaiah, you're deceived. Yes. I mean, do you know what I mean? Like you yes. don't know everything you need to know, Amen. right? Yeah. And so we need to let go of fear and instead trust the scriptures. Like even the scriptures, it's so interesting because we go to them already knowing what they mean. And yeah, when I know, right? You try to point it out to someone. Oh, that doesn't apply to us. That's talking about false prophets. That's else. talking about <laughs> yes. people that are in apostasy. That's it, right. Oh, oh, it couldn't be us, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. And so I really think the more that we open up and ask and are willing to ask, the Lord will, at least in my experience, I really think the Lord will invite us yes. onto that path yes. and carry us along bit by bit. And we can put all our trust and all our faith in Him. And then whatever happens in our life is truly for our good. Yes. Like, I'll, I'll share one little experience. That this is one of, you know, I don't want it to sound like this is like the experience. The ex I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yes. But it's just the one that came to mind, you know, when I was, when I was expecting my 11th, I had a little identity crisis in terms, I was like super embarrassed to be having an 11th child. Like, yes. Who needs an 11th child, you, you know, and, and we had a lot of family adversity. Yeah. Like, I, well, I guess what I should say is we had a lot of fam familial disapproval yeah. of our big family and I was gotcha. having to go. Yes. around people who were going to find out I was pregnant for the first time and I was going yes. to have to deal with that. I understand. Yeah. And um, anyway, let me let me talk about this experience a little quicker. I was I was crying. I was driving and I was crying. It was actually, my husband was out of town. It was a wedding in his family and his, his, his mother has not been nice to me when I'm having a baby. It's gotcha. been a big, big, big challenge gotcha. for me. Yeah. So I was going by myself to his family, pregnant, and he was out of town, and I was just sobbing because I couldn't do it because I was already so insecure. You know, like, yeah. if you're really confident and secure, it doesn't matter when people judge you. It's when you're vulnerable yeah. that you're that it gets harder. And I was 
driving and I was just praying. I was like, God, you have to show up here because yeah. I, I am going to turn this poor around. I can't do this. <laughs> and all of a sudden I was just, this, and it's happened other times, but this, from, you know, the conduit of light from the top to the bottom that just yes. pours down yes. and filled me and just said, look, like, like showed me the happiness that I had, that I was having this baby. I said, look how much joy this baby is going to bring you. Yeah. And if you dwell in that joy, all of those arrows and stones will just bounce off. You know, like it's, yeah. that's, I learned that that's what Samuel the Lamanite, when we're so, well, that's the story of Samuel the Lamanite, when none of the rocks or stones could hit him or arrows. Yeah. When we're filled with the spirit of God, yeah. that's what it is. That's our force field, right? Yeah. And in that same moment, the Lord said, and the next one will bring you just as much joy. <laughs> right? Oh, and so... Give you a little forewarning. Huh? Right, right. And I was dying with number 11, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then my number 11 ended up having health problems, being in the hospital quite a bit as an yeah. infant. And, you know, when he was number 11, I didn't have... It was hard. Yeah. Right? It's always yeah. hard to have a sick baby, but it was really hard with this family. And, yeah. and I was just... Oh, there's there too many answers to go into. But anyway, I was told and repeatedly told as I reasoned with the Lord, like, you know, I know you said there'd be joy, but I, I, I got, I'm all joyed up. You know, like, <laughs> I'm good. I'm like, if you wanted me to have a 12th, you should have said to help the 11th. Like, I can't know, do this. Yeah. I can laugh about it now, yeah. but these were like sobbing conversations oh, yeah. to God, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, um, but I did have a magnificent experience when I was pleading with the Lord about could my son be healed? And, I was given the understanding that his job was to make sure his friend got to come and yeah. he couldn't fully settle into his body, you know, oh, and I asked That's the Lord, beautiful. if I covenant to do everything in my power to have this next baby, can he be healed? And, and I was given the answer, yes, I went about my life. And then it wasn't until about a week later that I realized he'd been healed. And it was amazing. So, right. So we, so speaking of those profound answers, right. Yes. So we had our 12, yeah. and she was our little girl who was only born with half of her heart. Oh. And we didn't know until she was two months, well, oh, six really? and a half weeks old, and she passed away. But I realized the experience I'd had with my little boy had prepared me to have my little girl, and I learned all of the reasons for her birth and her life and why it was so important that I have her, even though it felt so cruel that the Lord would yeah. tell me I needed to have her. Yeah. just to lose her and then again I had the same experience where I was told to have her little sister yeah. and, um, you know those were both excruciating you. pregnancies yeah. you know and we didn't get to keep either of those little little girls we have two little angel girls yeah. but I will say that um, I think for many people, maybe losing children is one of the worst things we can, like that's yes. where fear resides I, I bet that's where my fear right. <laughs> mostly is and um and so I guess in part I'm bringing that up to say that um, being able to have gone through, and, and I'm not telling you even a, a tenth of what that experience was, all the oh, things yeah. that were happening, it was, yeah. it was incredibly difficult. Yeah. Yeah. But being able to truly say that when we dwell with God, we, we have no fear. Yeah. Like I can truly say that we might have, sadness we will have pain we will have hard things but we won't have to suffer and we don't have to live in fear because everything god does is good right and it was with my little girls that i learned to never pray without asking first what to pray for because when while i was you know desperately praying <laughs> um 
I realized I was led to the Garden of Gethsemane. And it just became so clear to me that when the Savior was bleeding from every pore, when he was suffering the worst, was when he was saying, God, please don't let me do this. If it be possible, take this cup, let this cup pass before me. He was not yet aligned with God's will. Yes. And that is where suffering yes. lives. Yes. Suffering lives when we are, or when they say it is hard to kick against the pricks. I think that yeah. means that you are kicking against reality. Like God's will is what reality is. And there are times when there are miracles. And yeah. I actually experienced profound miracles. But we have to have the faith to be willing to love the miracle God gives us instead of assist, insisting on the miracle we, we think want. we want, yeah. right? Well, we yeah. think we want. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Because I was told, this is what you want. Like, yeah. you know, I was told this is what I want, which felt unbelievably cruel, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. When, when after we lost my first little girl and I was so done, yeah. and the thought of having another one killed me, but the thought of being... Like having my baby gone and yeah. then being done killed me. Yeah. And I was in a horrible place. And finally, the Lord just told me, you don't know what you want, but if, but I know what you want. And if you trust me, I'll give you what you want. Yeah. And so I trusted God, found out we were having a little girl. <laughs> I had to, again, grieve because, again, felt in my body the price I paid for my little girl I lost. And knew that even paying that price again wouldn't bring me back. Yeah. knew that there was no way to fix you have to keep yeah. learning that there's no way to fix it we fix things right yeah. yeah and so i had to grieve again and then learn when i was 15 weeks along with her that we wouldn't get to keep her no. and again i felt this god how could you be so cruel <laughs> i'm saying that calmly now but yeah. it was devastating to have god tell me i will give you what you want yeah and then to do that because yeah. that's not what i wanted you mm -hmm. know and, um, but I did have profound answers. I knew, like I was told, this is what you want. And I was shown. Yeah. I was shown my little girls that always wanted to be together. We're always supposed to be together. Yeah. If I had gotten to keep my little Avonlea, we wouldn't have had Avery. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. They couldn't have been together. And the Lord had other things that I had known for years. I had struggled as a mother for years because I had known that were these things I was supposed to do, that kind of desire yeah. I'm talking about, yeah. going, I know I'm supposed to do this, but I'm doing this, yeah. right? Yeah. And, yeah. and the Lord just told me, this is what you want. And we can know that the Lord is always going to give us what we want, yeah. right? And yeah. so while it has been unthinkably painful, and, a, you know, I cry every day, yeah. you know, I envision my little i'd have a two and a half year old and a 14 month old right now 15 month old right now and they're all matching dresses like i cry every day you yeah. know <laughs> but but i also have gotten to have profound experiences with them where i actually don't think of them as babies as much anymore as as who i've seen them to be yeah and i um feel their help and i know that they're the purpose and so I, this is a really hard thing to say, but I wouldn't change it. And I can feel that I, like Michelle, the mom, would desperately do anything to have my little girls. But the core of me that is connected to God sees the wisdom and the goodness and the love and, and what my little girls want. And I wouldn't change it.
if I were given the chance. And so that's, so I think that when we step onto the path of trusting God rather than anything else, like I'm really thankful that I got to go through that experience, those unthinkable experiences when I knew God. Yeah. Instead yes. of before, they, oh, I mean, yes. they helped me to know God better. Yeah, you know, but I, um, I think that that they set your foundation. Yeah, that, that experience, that foundation I had of faith, allowed me to navigate that in a very different way mm-hmm. than I would have. And so I think that letting go of fear and coming to God, asking, we can all ask God do you want me to come on this path? Yeah. Like, like, can I learn more? Can I become more? Can I gain more? And I, you know, and letting go of, I, I in no way think that I lost my girls because I'm on this path. Yeah. I in no way yeah. think that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think that I have been willing to follow God and this is what my life yeah. is going to be. This is and, the, the life he's crafted or you guys crafted together. Right. For you. Right. Yeah. And so it's not like, you're going to have an easier life if you don't try to follow God. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, that's, yeah. like you sense. don't get to think that way. Yeah. There, are, there are really wicked people who have really horrible lives, right? Yes. yes. But whatever your life is, it will be made so much better, so much more purposeful. Yeah. Like, even now we're going through something really hard in my family, and that's really hard for me. But when I can see the purpose in it, I can, I can bear it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yes. And, and so God, if we give our lives to him, if we step on this path, if we start seeking him, seeking to let go of the sand, being willing to just free fall and go, okay, God, you better get me because you better have me because nothing else does, Yes, you yeah. know, that he will make of our lives and of us more than we could ever imagine. And he can remove all fear and he can remove all suffering I guess I would say, because yeah. once the Savior said, thy will be done, he didn't bleed from, you know, like, I think that suffering is when we're afraid and we're fighting against the will of God. Yeah. That's, I, yeah. And yeah. so, so I think that that's what my testimony really is founded in is the goodness of God and the willing of, willingness, the desire of God to be personally connected to every one of us in every moment. Yeah. Right, and, and he's waiting for right, yeah, and there each are individual. there are a lot of times that you can't feel it. There yeah. are a lot of times that you're desperate for comfort or desperate for answers. But in that, in my darkest, like I would say, my pregnancy with my little thirteen was the darkest period of my life. There were so many things happening, and often God was nowhere to be found. Yeah. But because of the wealth of experience I had, I knew He was just around the corner. Yeah. I knew that, okay, God, you're letting me stretch a little bit more right now. And I hate every single thing I'm experiencing. And I hate that you're not there, but I know you really are. And I know that I will be glad that you let me go through this alone because every single thing you do is good. Yeah. Right. And so anyway, so I hope that. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> it was. I do. I just testify of the reality and the love and the perfection. These words all fail. They, I can't communicate what I wish I could, but God is so freaking good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Do you want to add anything? No, I just want to thank you yeah. for taking your time to come and share your experience. Yeah. 
I'll second that. And I'm going to say, as a, I, I don't, I don't even want to cheap at those words. <laughs> that was so perfect. But if anything captures what this channel is all about, that was your testimony there. That's, that's why this exists. <laughs> so thank you for sharing your testimony here. And I'll, I'll give my admonition to everybody listening to seek his face continually, like I always do. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.